It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Good morning, Bleeding Green Nation. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Almost 8 o'clock on the dot, 7.59, about 50 seconds. James Seltzer here with you with the great, the one, the only, Brandon Lee Gouton. Hey, buddy. Hey, Who the hell today? is that guy? I have no idea. I, Other than just saying it, I have no idea. Never heard of him. Uh, but real quick, let's mention the Hall of Fame uh, voting came through yesterday. The the 2016 Hall of Fame class, Brett Favre, uh, Andrew Salchunas' favorite player growing up, Marvin Harrison making it in the Hall of Fame, uh, Kevin Green, who I think should have been in a while ago, Orlando Pace, Tony Dungy, uh, Ken Stabler, and then uh, I think the uh, veterans or whatever that committee is called put in uh, Dick Stanfill and uh, Eddie DeBartolo Jr. Sure. Uh, but let's focus on the big names there, uh, and obviously the big name missing. I think the biggest discussion was that Terrell Owens did not make it. Uh, how do you feel about that? And I'll get my thoughts. Ah, oh, man, it's he needs to be there, James. It's he needs insane. To be. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just when I think of To, I just think about all those missed opportunities. I just and just all of that, all of that, that 2004 season, him coming here. I mean, what a special time. I mean, people were just. I just don't know that there was a time that people were more fired up and more interested and excited about this team. And and I don't know if there's been a, like a more interesting and dynamic player on this team since To. It's such a such a special player, such a special talent. Really a shame how it ended with yeah. the injury and everything. And and the the push ups and the right. You know, oh, of course, it got that really too. bad and all of that. But I always think, you know, how do the Eagles recognize him? I think, you know, it's funny. Dave Spadaro, who you know obviously works for the Eagles, sure. and a lot of people That's are going to rip on him. I yeah, love for, Spuds. That's for, my boy. You know, being pro team, but he had this really interesting piece. I thought at one point, like, how does the team him asking, like, how does the team remember To? Like, that's a good question. I don't know. What do you do? How do you remember one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game? But such an awkward career in yeah. Philadelphia. And only the one year, really, where he was a, a right. part of that team. But but a magical year. The the best year we've ever Incredible. seen from a receiver in on this team in our lifetime, for sure. So, uh, yeah, you're right. How do you reconcile that? How do you look at Tio's legacy as an eagle, or for what it's worth? 
I mean, I look at it fondly. I look at that one year as the most fun I've ever had as a football fan. That was the best team we've ever had, that we've ever seen. And and, and they had fun with it. You know, it was talking about this Cam Newton and this team. Like, remember T.O. doing the Absolutely. celebrations each game? Ripping down the, the posters yes, in Cleveland. standing on the star, doing the, the Ray Lewis oh, dance the, in Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. And like you said, if Cam Newton were doing that stuff here, we'd love it. And we love that when T.O. did that. I don't yeah. I don't remember anyone being like, oh, stop celebrating. No. Act like you've been there before. No. Uh, but but back to this. I mean, the the, the fact that Terrell Owens was not a first ballot Hall of Famer is a, is a joke. It really I mean, he's got the second most yards in the history of football for receiving after, obviously, Jerry Numbers Rice. are there, definitely. Numbers. He is. I mean, and Marvin Harrison, who I also think is a Hall of Famer. I, I'm happy sure. that Harrison got in, but... You can't put him in over Terrell Owens, no matter how long he's waited. That's insane. T.O. had more touchdowns, more receiving yards, and didn't play with Peyton Manning his whole career. Yeah. I mean. He had, what, like uh, Garcia there for a little bit? He had, he had uh, all kinds of different. He had Garcia, yeah. obviously. He had McNabb for a year. He played in Dallas with. with who, Buffalo. Buffalo. Who was it? Quincy Carter for the year in Dallas? Something like that. You know, know. Exactly. It was Cincinnati some Cincinnati for a little bit. Yeah. The point different is he places, was yeah. all over with a lot of different quarterbacks and, and put up insane numbers and also was just. I mean, you watched Terrell Owens and you knew he was a Hall of Famer. You know, you didn't need to, to look at the numbers. You just watched the dude and play and be like, all right, he's one of the best I've ever seen do that. So big, so fast, just incredible. So physical, so talented. And obviously, you know, it's funny because his hands were probably the worst part of his game and, and obviously more than good enough to have a, a great Hall of Fame career. Uh, but, yeah, I think, I think it's really a travesty that he didn't get it on that first bout. Yeah, it's 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 it is a weird situation with the Hall of Fame and wide receivers. It seems like there's like a waiting list, which just doesn't seem right. You know, it's almost just like, oh, you have to wait your turn. Like, yeah. no, don't do that. Just, How silly you know, is that? If if they belong in there. Get them in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I mean, look, Kevin Green. I think he's what third all time in sacks. He's had to wait a while to get in. He deserves it. Uh, Orlando Pace first ballot should be a first ballot. One of the best offensive linemen in the history of the game. That's a no brainer. Brett Favre is obviously going to be a no brainer with the, the records and then the history and all that. But, um, and, and Tony Dungy probably deserves to be in there as a coach winning the Super Bowl with the sheriff. Uh, and then obviously that, that Tampa Bay team that won a Super Bowl was his team. So yeah. uh, I could see that. And obviously Ken Stabler, I think probably should have gotten in a while ago as well. Uh, I think he was the only, no, that's Jim Plunkett. The only is it the only two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback to not be in? I believe is Jim Plunkett. Not 100 percent sure. Either way, Stabler should have gotten in, and and I'm happy to see that happen. But uh, just the T.O. thing bugs me. It irks me. So we'll we'll get back to that. If, if you have any thoughts on the Hall of Fame voting, feel free to come with it. But uh, spinning back to the Super Bowl and and also the Eagles, we want to mix that in because uh, you know. This Howie Roseman thing this week, it's really kind <sighs> of, and we've been talking about it literally since Chip got fired. We have said that, you know, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman are now in charge of this team, and, and that's scary. And now we've gotten full confirmation, Brandon. Howie Roseman is the guy. This whole team is being built by him, apparently at, at a deficiency in terms of the scouting. I mean, they don't have a college scouting director right now, which is like the guy for a draft. So it's a, it's a really rough situation. But, uh, you know, what's your take on this Howie Roseman football czar? Well, credit to Jeff, you know, Mosher for, for breaking, breaking that, that story, story yep. earlier this week. I mean, first of all, it's what we expected probably, right? I mean, oh, yeah. we didn't expect the Eagles to be able to attract anyone because who's, who is going to want to come work under Howie Roseman 
when even if Howie Roseman was good, let's just say he was good and a nice person to work with, which we haven't heard. We've heard stories that suggest otherwise. Correct. But let's just assume that is the case. They're not going to want it anyway because it's not a real general manager job. Howie Roseman is essentially the GM. So, or you still have Tom Donahoe, which I don't even understand because he's no offense to Tom Donahoe, obviously has experience in the league as a GM, but like. Like, dude, like this guy lives in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. I mean, he's and, not... he's also, and he's clearly on the way out. Yeah. He's clear on the backside of his career. He's clearly not as invested or involved as he used to and be. And that's my whole problem with this, James. I mean, you have him not being like a full-time guy. You have apparently Anthony Patch and Rick, Rick Mueller, who used yep. to work for the Eagles, who were fired. I, were fired. And part of that was Chip pushed of them course, out. It wasn't course. necessarily because they were terrible or anything and, and they had to go. But I don't think it was necessarily like they were the greatest either and they had to stay, or else, you know, maybe Jeffrey Lurie wouldn't have let Chip do that. But that's the thing. Even they're, they're only on in a, a part time role now. And it's like, okay, so you have these part time guys. You have Tom Donahoe, is pretty much a part time guy or just kind of advisor guy, not definitely not a full time guy, definitely not a young guy, you know, leading this organization for years to come. And this is what you have this offseason, James. You have this offseason of, of Howie at the top and a bunch of people who are kind of just like kind of just temporary placeholders guiding the future of this team and now look like I get it now because of all the change and all the things that have happened in this past year I mean it's not like they could have gone out and probably got a lot of these guys I'm not saying like that was possible so they're kind of making the most of a a bad situation Mm -hmm. I'll give them that but still like how do you feel about that if you're trying if you're a fan of this team and you have all these guys who are making the decisions who aren't even probably aren't even going to be here for the long term yeah and and then on top of that you look at it as as just across the board the idea that the team is essentially being run by a bunch of people who were fired last year and then brought yeah, back. Yeah, that's I mean, the that's craziest insane. part. that's insane. Like, and, and I, I, Adam Kaplan... That's going to fix everything. Yeah, Adam Kaplan came on this station and, and then we've had multiple people say similar types of things, but he said that he has never seen a team this kind of far behind with their their scouting department, the, the whole structure this late in the in the offseason or the beginning of the offseason period. When is the uh, season ticket renewal, James? I'm fired <laughs> up about this season, man. I got I to gotta get tickets. I can't wait for this Eagles season with, it, with all, this, all this going on. Yeah, it's really insane, especially when you consider that Howie Roseman's doing everything. Uh, you know, even, like you said, let, let, if you wanted to work under the supposition that Howie is good or he is a good general manager, whatever it is, even still, uh, and and Obviously, we don't necessarily think that, but I think he's very good at certain things. I think we've seen with the contract extensions. He's, he's not the worst. He is not. No, but the thing is, is he is working at a severe disadvantage right now. He is extremely shorthanded. So even if he is really good, which, which you know, even if he's good, whatever. Which I will say why he's not. Because yeah, but, look at this, James. He's been here since, for what, six years now? He first took over as general manager. And people are going to say, oh, we didn't have full control because Andy's still in control, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear that. Completely, because like, why is he even getting promoted? Why, like, how is it a credit to him that he's not even trusted enough to be the real general manager in those past years? So, moving past that, this is the these are the facts. The Eagles have not won a playoff game since he's taken over. I think there's something like 41 and 38 or something around there. They've been a mediocre team, and most importantly, they have not acquired a franchise quarterback. So, you're looking at this, and I asked a, a question on Twitter the other night. Like genuinely wanting to know how many general managers have lasted six years without doing both of those things, winning a playoff Playoff game game or or at least making the playoffs a lot. I think someone gave me an example of the Chiefs, former Chiefs GM, who he made the playoffs like a couple years in a row. So, okay, whatever. But haven't made the haven't won a playoff game for the Eagles and haven't drafted or acquired a franchise quarterback. 
Yeah, no, Crazy. I mean, look, look, a guy like Marty Herney, who is out of a job, and now he drafted Cam Newton and Luke Keekley in back-to-back years, and he's out of a job, and now David Gettleman has done a, a, a fantastic job building this team. But t- Marty Herney drafted Cam Newton and Luke Keekley and doesn't have a job, okay? Okay, and Howie Roseman does. Howie Roseman's the and czar. And Howie Roseman lost his job. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it really is. It's an, it's an insane, insane situation. It's really like, that's what I mean. You hear guys like Adam Kaplan and, and these you know football insiders who know what they're talking about come on and say, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen like, what was it? I don't think a team's, um, Jeff Moser said uh, he's never seen a team fire their their personnel head two years in a row or, or yeah. you know, give, Ed Manowitz gone. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's a really, really unprecedented kind of, of setup and structure right now with the way they're doing things and the way they're operating. And not in a good way. Them. No, yeah, in a, in a very bad way. In a way, like, how do you look at this and you say to yourself, honestly, and just being honest with yourself, that, like, this is a good recipe. This is a recipe for success, the way the Eagles are set up. I just can't see how you look at that and think that. Yeah, well, especially when you look at these two teams who are, who are playing today and the way they're set up and the way they built. And Denver, actually, really interesting because, you know, you hear the, oh, you can't build with free agency. Yeah, you can. They did. You know, they mostly built that team with free agency, that Denver team. You know, Von Miller, sure, great draft pick. You know, there, there are some d- decent picks, but you look at the, the structure of that defense. DeMarcus Ware, you know, the, the cornerbacks were both free agent guys. I, Chris Harris, they might have drafted. Talib, definitely a free agent. Evan their, Mathis. Their safeties, Evan Mathis. Evan Mathis, shout out to Evan Mathis. The dude might win a Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. Good year for him. Uh, and, and it wasn't, you know, that was, that, was a whole, that was a whole thing. I'm so happy that's done with. So I mean, we don't have to talk about that anymore and chip and the players being gone and the racism. And all. It's just, it's nice that at least we can not. Now we can talk about Doug Peterson. Yeah, now we can talk about Dougie P. <laughs> and, and it's our pleasure that we get to bring on right now, as I've said all morning, Eagle great, former Eagle great, uh, a guy we all love in Philadelphia, uh, former Eagles tight end. Chad Lewis joins us on the Comcast Business Hotline. Chad, how are you today, sir? Yo, what's up? Good morning out there. Well, thank you for coming on with us, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, obviously, you know, big day. We're going to get into some Super Bowl talk with you, but but we got to start with uh, your former teammate and now head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Doug Peterson. Uh, how well did you know Doug? I know you were kind of here for half the year in 99 when he was here, or a part of it uh, towards the end, but but how well did you get to know Doug, and what do you think of him as, as a future head coach of, of the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, I'm pumped for Philadelphia. I think Doug's a great pick. He's uh, He's got the perfect temperament to be a coach. He's got incredible experience. When you're a quarterback, especially a backup quarterback, you've seen, you've game planned, you've you've prepared, your your mind is just right. And I think, uh, I mean, I look at Gary Kubiak's run with Denver, I look at Doug as a guy who's going to take Philadelphia to where they need to go, and he's going to do it the right way because he's got to love people, the game, individuals, players. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, that's exactly what we want to hear, Chad, so we appreciate that. Let's. Uh... Oh, good. And, yeah, rest assured, I mean, he's he ain't no chump coming in there because Jeffrey Lurie likes him. He's coming in because he's got great football knowledge. He's got a... Uh, a very good plan in place. He's starting to put together a monster staff and he's going to work his butt off to be exactly who Philadelphia needs. And so, yeah, you guys got a great coach. 
That's awesome. We, because that's my team too. There it is. And and speaking of which, we we were just talking this morning, and and I, I don't mean to bring up uh, bad memories or anything, but you had two touchdowns in the NFC Championship game. This team is you know finally over the top for for three straight years. You know, three out of four years, you're 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 right there on the doorstep, and then you guys finally get to the Super Bowl by beating Atlanta. And you break your foot. Like, what? I know that's kind of a probably a tough memory, but but how tough was that to to you know finally get over that hump and then to not be able to go out, you know, two weeks later and play in the Super Bowl? It was the greatest worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, when I caught that touchdown. I knew the victory was sealed. I knew that they, there's no way they were coming back with three minutes to go. And sitting in the end zone. I was so pumped that after three years, you know, St. Louis Rams, Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yep. after those losses, we were going to the soup. And <laughs> it, was, it was the most thrilling thing ever. I looked in the stands, you know, just looking in the north stands, and then everyone was just going nuts. I was going more nuts. <laughs> and the feeling was just joy because we had, we'd worked so hard as a team, and we had the best team chemistry I felt like we had. You know, I felt like that year we were a team of destiny, and it was our time, and just knowing that we were going, it was so cool. I was bummed knowing that I was not going to be able to play. I knew that right there, but the feeling of joy was, was more powerful than, than my feeling of either being hurt or sadness, so it was it was really cool. That's awesome, and, and you know, speaking topical of a guy who was there with you guys wasn't able to you know you got him through the nfc championship game and then to comes riding in on the horse and, and just plays unbelievably in that super bowl and and obviously did not get into the hall of fame yesterday which which brandon and i have both said is a travesty you know it's it's it, this the guy is a clear hall of famer but what was we, we talked about that season and and for us as eagles fans it, it was just the the most magical season we've all ever seen it was the best team we remember what was it like to play with to and, and you know what did you think about him not getting into the Hall of Fame yesterday. Yeah, let me talk about Teal real quick because he is, he's, I think he's the hardest worker that I saw in the NFL bar none. He raised the level of intensity and competition for every single practice that year. He raised all of us up. He made us work harder just by his presence, by his, his determination and his effort. It was it was really weird how hard he was able to work and push. Wow. And then game time, he was a beast. He wanted the ball. He was similar to Marshall Falk in the way that they would work until they were so tired that they just got into a zone. Well, when most people get into that tired zone, their play dips. You cannot play peak performance that tired. But for some reason, T.O., even when he was tired, could ball out like a warrior and so here we are in the super bowl he's got a plate and i think eight screws in his ankle and he goes out onto that field and just absolutely gave it everything he had to the point where when dr myerson took the plate out you know a week or two later he the plate was bent get out of here from what happened in the game i mean the guy and if you're just looking at numbers, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no question, I mean, right? He proved that thing out. So I wish more than anything that his stay in Philadelphia could have lasted 10 years. I wish that he would have just helped the Eagles get to another couple Super Bowls. But 
I don't need to dwell on that. What I, what I do want to come back to is that year and his contribution to the Philadelphia Eagles was enormous, and it was a lot of fun playing with him. It's, it's so funny because we were literally talking about how do you kind of classify T.O.'s legacy as an Eagle because it was that one year and then all the turmoil and he was gone, but that year was so special, and he's easily the best receiver I've seen watching the Eagles in my 34 years on this planet. <laughs> you know, it's really hard to kind of quantify what he meant as an Eagle. You know, I I think about the the Ray Lewis dance. We played Baltimore. We talked about that. Because that <laughs> awesome. Saturday, we are having our walkthrough in the bubble. And I remember being in the south end of the bubble, and Freddie was talking to him. And all of a sudden, you know, a couple guys were doing the dance a little bit. And T.O. popped out a little bit of that dance just for a second. And I was laughing so hard. That's thinking, awesome. Bro, you got it. <laughs> and then when he did it in the game, I was I was walking right up to him as he was doing it. And in my mind, I was cracking up thinking, this is so funny. <laughs> Ray's dance was Ray's dance. And he was one intense dude. You didn't know if he was going to want to fight or what. Yeah. It was just one of those moments that when I think back to that 2004 season, I think of Teal balling out. And I think of that dance and it's a great memory. I yeah. Love it. No, we had the same. We literally, it's like the conversation we had just talking about that dance and on the star and all the fun stuff he did and kind of a, a good way to segue it into the Super Bowl because, you know, that's kind of in the theme with this Panthers team is, is oh, they have fun, you know, and, and everybody seems to hate that they have fun. And I, I personally, I don't get it. I, I love watching the way they play. It seems like they play with such joy, a, a game, you know. And so what's your take on this Panthers team and, and Cam? And, and it, it does have that kind of feel of what you guys had in 04 of just a team that's having fun out there as opposed to, you know, yeah. it just being work, you know. And that was that was Andy Reid's mantra he would want us he encouraged us every day to let our personalities show that was how he would phrase it and he wanted Hugh Douglas to be Hugh Douglas he wanted Donovan McNabb to be Donovan and he wanted Brian Dawkins to absolutely be Brian Dawkins and so one of the beautiful things about being on a team is when that team chemistry builds and you're a team you really don't care what anyone else in the world thinks and so I see the Panthers, I see Cam Newton doing his stuff. He's, to me, way over the top, but so what? He's having that team experience where they're laughing. They're like, hey, we are playing the game. We're going to do whatever we want because we're having fun. And in a way, they're a team of destiny. And they've had an unbelievable year, 15-1, and they're rolling. Um, so to me, I look at what... Ron Rivera's done. I mean, he's an 85 bear. He ain't no chump. Yeah, no doubt. He's a player's coach. He's been there. He's done that. I loved him when he was in Philadelphia because he treated everyone on the team, not just defense, but offensive guys too, like he was still part of the game. He respects the game. He loves the game. He loves guys. Um, even when he was mad, he wouldn't freak out. He was, he's a player. And so I'm super pumped for Ron and what he's been able to develop. It's pretty amazing to see Coach Reed's coaching tree and the guys that he just grabbed and helped. And, and he wants nothing more than his guys to go dominate. And so I'm pumped for Ron and Sean McDermott and 
That's really cool. Yeah, it is really cool, especially, uh, you know, you read a lot about Rivera, and, and we were talking before he almost lost his job a couple of years ago, and then they decided to stick with him and give the dude a chance, and, and I, I read a really good story by Joe Poznanski about him talking about how he, he finally realized that there was no book to coaching. You know, there wasn't any one way to do it, and you had to let, be yourself, and I, I thought that was very neat. He seems like a, a great dude, um, but, but let's swing it over to the other side, uh, a guy who... You know, still trucking, was playing when you were playing, and this guy just, just keeps on going, you know, four neck surgeries, all that stuff. But uh, potentially his last stand today. Uh, what do you think of, of Peyton, that, you know, kind of up and down year he's had and, and him heading into potentially his last game ever? Oh, Peyton's a freak. It's amazing. I mean, if Cam <laughs> Newton's a freak. It's 6'6", 260-pound running a four-whatever. Peyton is, is even more of a freak. He's done it. He's been so consistent. He's notoriously one of the hardest working players that has ever played in the National Football League. His brain is a computer. And what that means is when they put him in the playoffs and he's playing again after being out for so long, he was dismembering defenses. He was seeing blitzes five seconds before they even lined up. And so as a fan of the game, it is intense watching him. I mean, I remember when our Eagles defenses, Doc, Troy Benson, Trotter, we were we were as legitimate, mm-hmm. and we had Jim Johnson calling the shots as any defense that has ever played, in my opinion. That's just how it felt. And Peyton Manning with the Colts would come in, and they'd score about 150 points against us <laughs> and make us look like we were a junior high team. It was like, what just happened? And we were a dang good team. Yeah, a great so, one. So here he is. He's got a chance to go out on top, kind of like Elway, same franchise, same team. That's exactly why Elway went and put all the chips on the table and said, I want this guy. And so I'm super happy for Peyton. I hope he goes out and uh, wins the Super Bowl, rides off into the sunset. We're going to see him on TV the rest of our lives because he's just, that's who he is, he's a football dude. So. What a career. Yeah, and, and also, like you said, we are going to see him on TV because he's so likable and charismatic and clearly very funny, and uh, I agree with you. I, I, I'm very happy for the guy, and obviously he's been a, it's been a joy to watch him play. Uh, and having said that, Chad, uh, uh, last thing, you know, what's your call? What's the prediction tonight? Who, who do you think wins the game? Well, it's weird because the Panthers are a team of destiny, but they're going up against, I mean, the history of the NFL. So. Yeah. If Peyton can cobble together, I, I thought he was going to do it against the Seahawks, but from the first snap two years ago, yeah, the safety that thing was a, yeah, a it was landslide. Over. It was an avalanche going away from it. And if they can, if he can play his game, I think I think the Broncos win it, and uh, I think they go out on top. And I think he says, "Good night, peace out, my last rodeo." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't write a better story, right? Like, there's no better story than Peyton Manning winning a Super Bowl and, and riding off into the sunset. Chad, thank you so much, man. Uh, we we still love you in Philly. We all love you. We're we're huge, big fans of of you and what you meant to us. And uh, we just really appreciate all you've contributed to Philly and the Eagles. And, and uh, thanks for coming on with us today. We really appreciate it. Oh, man, thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. You too, Chad. 
Chad Lewis on the Comcast Business Hotline. That was awesome. awesome. That was great. Andrew Salchunas, thank you for booking Chad Lewis. That was a great, great interview. I mean, that guy's like a a soundbite machine. He's talking about Peyton dismembering defenses. He should be here in the studio. Yes, he's fantastic. What he called him, he called him a robot, a machine at one point. He said, how about T.O., the hardest worker he's ever been around? Yeah, that's pretty wild. That that's unbelievable a, too. I was in the league for a decade. Yeah. You know, it's that's something there, and uh, there's some really interesting stuff there. Uh, the other thing about the Andy thing, I had never heard anyone actually say that specific quote that Andy used to say to the guys. I want your personalities to show. Mm. Very interesting, especially with obviously what we had with Chip, where mm. it was you know no personality. We hate personality. Uh, I, you know, it's interesting. I didn't know. I knew that Reed obviously was a player's coach, but I didn't know that he was. That far into the, you know, I want personality. I want, you know, attitude and whatever out there. That was really interesting and possibly where Rivera gets some of it, obviously. And maybe something the Eagles need now. Yes. Yes. They need some life, some excitement, some energy. And and I think that that, uh, and look, he was very high on Doug Peterson. (laughs) He could not have been more complimentary about Doug. And that quote about Lurie not being only like, you know, I I thought that was really aware. And I think, you know, that's very aware. An issue fans have had, obviously, with the Doug Peterson hire, just being this yes man. A lot of people calling him that. And just to go out and say that, you know, he's not going to be that. I mean, that's that's a strong impression from Chad there. Yeah. Great interview. Thank you, Andrew. That was that was awesome stuff. Thank you again to Chad Lewis for coming on with us. It's BGN Radio on 97.5 The Fanatic. Dance party. Studio dance party. It's Super Bowl Sunday. We're talking a little Cam Newton, a little uh, Peyton Manning, the sheriff, riding off in the sunset. And, and there is a, uh, we, we are not, this is not verified, so we're not going to uh, discuss it yet. But How's everyone doing? There's a screenshot going around on Twitter where, if it's true, I'll just say that during the break, Brandon Lee Gowton said, this is my nightmare. If this is true, I'm just going to walk out of the studio. My I'm really, nightmare. I'm not going to come back. I'm just going to walk out of the studio. So, well, the one thing I will say is uh, is that there is no one else who has mentioned it. It's this, this screenshot of, uh, of ESPN that suggests that the Eagles might be interested in uh, bringing someone back to town. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to buy this until I see something that's actual the person themselves putting it out, not a screenshot that that clearly could have been fake. We'll 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 get to. That. I'm I'm starting to believe more and more that this is not a real thing, but uh, we'll see. There's a screenshot of an ESPN uh, update that says the team will Eagles colon the team will not use the twenty million dollar franchise tag on Sam Bradford. Uh, Schefter uh, may be interested in reacquiring Nick Bowles. Okay. Um, here's All right. The- <laughs> now wait. Let's note that this not has. There's no source. This is no information. That's what there's we're no saying. Source yeah, article. I really don't think it's real. We I don't- check back through ESPN a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we've checked. has been talking about the Super Bowl really only. Nothing else. Yeah, so-, so we don't know where this is coming from. I would guess that it's not true, especially because if Bradford, if the Eagles had decided to not franchise Bradford, if that were known, if that were made out. All the beats would be all over it, all right? We'd be having Zach Berman and Tim McManus and, you know, all these guys tweeting it out. You would be tweeting it out. You would know it. It just I mean, feels too early. Like, I agree. We haven't even got to the franchise tag de- window. Plus, plus the Nick Foles thing just feels like trolling. Yeah. It just feels like it. He it's was like so a- bad last. He got benched for Case Keenum. Case just, Keenum. I made fun of Nick Foles earlier in the show for saying that the Rams want 40-year-old Peyton Manning next year. Oh, don't even, don't He's, even. I mean, no, but he really isn't. I mean, you know, I think we saw what Nick Foles can do last year. Um, and we saw the. Or can't the, do. 
the magic and the luck that went into 27 and two. So let's all hope and pray. I, the franchise tag, whatever that part of it, we'll figure that out eventually, but let's all hope and pray that they are not interested in reacquiring Nick Foles, but how he's in charge, Nick Foles, how he guy, you know, you know, all right. Keith in Bucks County joins us on the fanatic. Keith, how are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for, uh, thanks uh, for giving us a call. All right. Well, I, I'm going to say what they, first of all, I see blowout all over this thing. Which if way? you look back at if you look back at the history of the Super Bowls, the point spread is figured into five games. The rest of all them one sided blowouts. Yeah, you're right. And actually. I don't this is this team the 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 Broncos, as good as everybody says they are, they have and I would love to see Peyton Manning go out a winner. It ain't gonna happen. They've never seen a quarterback like Cam Newton that can do the things he can do. Their defense is not set up to, to spy him. It's just not gonna happen. They're too big. They're too strong. They have too many weapons, and they pretty much manhandled two of the best defenses in the NFC in Seattle and uh, Arizona. They put 31 points up on Seattle in a half, and then cruised the rest of the way. Denver goes down 31 points. The game's over. Denver goes they don't down. Have an offense that can come back from 31. I don't think they have an offense that can come back from 14. Well, that's my point. And I wouldn't be surprised if this game's 21 nothing after one quarter. Yeah, and well, especially, Keith, thanks for the call. It's a great call. I agree, especially with this Panthers team. Are, are That's what they do. They start hot, man. They come out, and they come out on fire. Like they, I mean, they they're, they led the league in first half points. Obviously, highest scoring team period, but they scored a, a, a high percentage of their points in the first half this season. They've been a, a start hot kind of team, kind of the opposite of what the Eagles were all season. Oh, but they're good, so it's a different story. Uh, but you know, I mean, they've they've come out and brought it right away, and we saw it with those thirty-one points against Seattle. They yep. did it against Arizona. What were they up twenty-one nothing? I mean, they they just they go out and they. They pounce on you, and they jump on you, and they just keep going. And they like keep... a panther would. Oh, well, look at that! That that's why that's why they pay you the big bucks, Brandon, for those types of uh, dynamite drop-ins. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I really do agree. I mean, we're gonna get into our picks in uh, a little less than an hour now. Actually, about uh, forty-five minutes till the picks are about fifty minutes with uh, with Kyle Scott of Crossing Broad. But I'm certainly leaning that way. It, not just a Panthers win, but I just. I think they're much better. When it all comes down to it, I think the Denver defense is great. I think that this Panthers team is really, really, really good. Um, but but there is a, a, a actual Adam Schefter uh, bit of uh, a news that we can talk about. Uh, bruh, I've been here the whole time. Uh, is not going to be here anymore, apparently. Marshall, Bruh, I've Lynch. been here the whole time. Thank you, Andrew. That was what I was hoping for. Uh, teammates, uh, according to Adam Schefter, teammates still attempting to change his mind, but Seahawks running back Marshawn Lynch has told some close to him that he plans to retire, per sources. Um, that, that's, you know, that's a, that's a big... Uh, the game of football will be different without Marshawn Lynch as a part of it. No Marshawn Lynch, no Peyton Manning, no Calvin Johnson. You know, a lot of yeah. a lot of big name guys suddenly leaving the game. Obviously, Peyton leaving the game at the right time, right? And other guys may be leaving at the right time for them. I'm not certainly gonna, not going to judge them if they feel it's their time. But still, you know, guys who arguably could play longer. And man, that's that's just those are some big losses for the NFL, right there. It really there. is, yeah. Especially with over the last few years, uh, you know, Marshawn, a first round pick out of Cal, or, or you know, everyone knew he was a really talented running back, and and had some issues early in the career, early in his career. Uh, he had the, I believe, the DWI in Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but then, you know, found a, a spot in Seattle, and and really 
really thrived and really became like the heart and soul of that offense. That the the one guy that you could, and obviously Russell Wilson has turned into a great quarterback and all that. But I mean, when you think when we look back at this Seattle team and and whatever else they win, but this couple year run of just you know winning the Super Bowl and just this dominant defense and barely losing in the the second Super Bowl, I, I think Marshawn Lynch is going to be the first guy you think of. You know, when you look back on this Seahawks team, it's not going to be. I mean, you'll think about all the guys, the Russell Wilsons and Sherman and everybody. Yes. But I feel like Marshawn Lynch is going to be the the guy that you think about first. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and also the best, uh, the best. That's what the media. Oh, I love it. I mean, I know that the media doesn't like it too much because, yeah, I know it's hard to write your story when he's not giving you quotes and all that. But, I mean, it's funny, man. He, he takes it. He, he does it in a funny way. And he. You know, he knows that it pisses people off, and he and he's like, I don't care. I'm just gonna be me and do what I do, and and I I, I like it. I, I don't have any problem with the way he does that. Such a funny guy, too. If you watch like uh, there's that YouTube series or or something with ESPN and uh, the Kenny Main yeah, oh, skit yeah, with yeah. him in Buffalo, so funny. And also the what that the bro I've been here the whole time that that drop is from yep. that Gronk, him and Gronk with Conan. Yep, when they're that was and great. It was hilarious. I mean, did you it was see the really, recent really one? Funny, I didn't there, know they did there, a recent there, one. Well, there's a recent one with uh, Josh Norman and uh, Von Miller with Conan, and they're playing some kind of. I think they're playing Doom, and they brought Marshawn in for this. Of course, that's how funny. Like they, <laughs> nothing yeah. to do with the Super Bowl or anything, but they just brought him in because he's that great. Yeah, it, the, the league will miss him, especially you know you don't that run, James. That the, run. The, one of the best, if not the best, runs in football yeah. history. That beast. I didn't even need to tell you what game, right? Yeah, I mean, just course. that run, that that's, Saints run. Yep. You'll never forget. Yep. No one. I mean, you got the the uh, how many YouTube clips of you know people narrating it while he goes and the you know you know stuff I can't say on the air with the hold my. You know, you know what and all that. But uh, he's a uh, I think he's just been a really cool personality to have in the NFL. And and also that running style. I mean, how like Ooh. we haven't had many guys like you think of like Ironhead Hayward, like, you know, it was a little before our time. Or you think of like Earl Campbell, but there's no Nasty. one. Yeah, but there's no one like of this generation who, who runs like this, dude, like just runs people over, like wants to hit people instead of running around them. Like he you had know? a great quote about that. He said something about how uh, he might get got. But he's gonna get his. Then he get got. <laughs> you could have just told me that I have this quote. Who said it? And you know it's Marshawn. Like yes. that's that's and that's what it is. He's a character. He's, he's someone you can, you know, associate with. And we and we're talking a lot about Cam Newton and this Panthers team and how much fun they have and and how it's a league that's really kind of pushed away from fun. And and a lot of people call it the no fun league. And and there's real justification for that. But. Uh, you know, obviously this Panthers team goes in contrast to that, and I think Marshawn Lynch, when you look back at the career and all that he did, it's going to be a, a, f- a thought of fun. Like, that guy had fun. That guy was different. That guy played differently and played football in a fun way to watch and, and a fun attitude and all that. So uh, I think the game will really miss him. I don't think he's all of Famer, do you? Mm. I don't think so. I, I know that he'll get some, you know, of a push and whatever, but, I mean, Terrell Davis isn't in the Hall of Fame. You can't tell me that Marshawn Lynch was better than Terrell Davis. You can't. I mean, I know maybe a little bit longer career or whatever, but, I mean, Terrell Davis was, was the best player in football for a few years. Yeah. You know, and he, had a, he won two Super Bowls. I mean, he had a, a real run there, and obviously Marshawn did too. It's tough. Running backs is kind of tough to, to judge with it that is. long-term type of thing. But And also, I feel like Marshawn really didn't get great until he got to Seattle. But uh, either way, an, an awesome career, and, and the game will definitely miss beast mode. Uh, and he gave us beast mode. So, you know, that that's, that will live forever. So, uh, uh, see you, Marshawn. Uh, uh, and likely, uh, it's still not confirmed, but not official. Right? apparently has told people close to him that he is going to retire, which 
there was that story about Peyton Manning this week as well that obviously we all heard the cut with the, you know, this is, this, this might be my last rodeo, Bill. You know, I really appreciate everything or whatever. You know, like, and 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 that alone in and of itself, the the fact that he said that to Belichick after the game, like, that I wouldn't need to hear anything else to know that he's retiring. You know, like, he doesn't do that at the end of that game in that spot. He doesn't do that unless he's retiring. Yeah. Unless he's, you know, to tell Bill Belichick and to, to make it a point to talk to Brady like that and tell them what they meant to his career and all that, you don't do that unless you're retiring. You and don't. Even if he didn't say that, I mean, it's just so apparent. I mean, oh, he, oh, he said, but the thing is, it's that you, we, right. you no, can yeah. hear him say it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. I'm just saying, like, even if he didn't, like, we know it anyway. We yeah. just know, like, it's it's time. He's He, he, he can barely function right now. He's going to be 40. He, he apparently can't feel his fingertips and things like that. I mean, it's just, it's time. Pipe it up. 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 I walk in the club just to pipe it up. It's BGN Radio on 97.5 The Fanatic. James Seltzer and Brandon Lee Gouton, who is in the waking nightmare. And uh, we got a little special guest on the line. We're going to be going to Kyle Scott in about... Four minutes to get uh, our, our last ring the bell pick segment of the season, uh, but first and foremost, we got to bring on our, our fearless leader, the man who makes everything go over at BGN Radio, and you can follow it on Twitter at BGN underscore Radio. All kinds of content coming for the off season, but uh, the man who makes it all go, Mister John Barger, joins us. Johnny, how are you, man? Gentlemen, you're holding it down beautifully. I apologize for not being there on the la- our last show of the season, but I had to call in and just say, uh, "Yo, what's happening?" and uh, can uh, ESPN fix their app already? Because I'm, uh, like, I'm still freaking out about this Nick Foles thing. We I all have, are. Like, my... Brandon, Brandon's in a waking nightmare about it, so <laughs> he's not happy at all. Um, no, I, basically all I wanted to do was just jump on here for two seconds and just thank everyone that not, listens to the station, obviously, 97.5, everyone that follows us over at Bleeding Green. This has been an amazing football season. Like, we didn't explore this tiny for little us. podcast for, you know, the last – whatever, two years that didn't expect this kind of uh, reaction uh, from Philadelphia, from all the Eagles fans that are out there. Like this has been an amazing experience for all of us. And I really just want to say thank you, especially to the listeners and everybody that follows the podcast and everything. We would have never gotten to this point without you guys. And it's just been awesome. It stinks that we got to wrap up football season and hopefully we'll be back a little later on as the, Draft and free agency continues, but I just want to thank Philadelphia for supporting us this this entire time, and obviously to BLG, to James, to Patrick, Matt, Ben, everybody that's out there that has been a, a part of the show, uh, and you know Jim McCormick who's doing fantasy stuff with us the entire time. We can up way too early on Sunday mornings. Kyle Scott, who's going to come on again. Those guys have been killer all season long, and just thank you everybody that uh, that have been uh, kind of following the BGN movement. And, and honestly, like it's all glued together by Andrew Feltunas. He's been an amazing producer for this, this entire time. And it's just, it's kind of uh, bittersweet that we are, uh, you know, sending, sending us off as the uh, Eagles are once again, not in the Super Bowl here. <laughs> that is bittersweet, but John, I echo everything you said. Amen to that. And, uh, uh, I'll, I'll reiterate it again at the end here, but, uh, before we let you go, uh, uh, We'd be remiss to let you go without giving us a, your thoughts on the game today. Uh, there is a football game being played. I think it's going to be kind of a slobber knocker, a sloppy mess in the first quarter. Honestly, I think it's I think it's going to be very boring first half, uh, and then you know, soon as uh, <laughs> soon as they start playing clocks uh, from you know, to, to, uh, actually, I forget who's the, who's playing again today. Who's the halftime show? Coldplay. Oh yeah, Coldplay. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, as soon as uh, Coldplay gets everybody jacked up. Which, oh, you know, yeah, the, that's what they do. The greatest, greatest band ever that played the Super Bowl. Uh, I think you're going to see something like a 21-17 type of ball game. I really do oh, think the like that. Kinda go kind of go back and forth here a little bit. I think Kim squeaks it out, though. I'm, I'm giving my prediction. There it is. I know you guys think. Uh, so that's a Denver cover and a Carolina win. Uh, and uh, just, you know, probably a lot of hot takes and stuff after that. All right, there it is. Uh, uh, maybe we'll ring the bell on that a little later. But uh, <laughs> Johnny, seriously, though, I meant what he said. Uh, uh, none of us are here without uh, all your effort and all your – I mean, you kept this thing going for forever, and uh, we're all very appreciative, and uh, we wish you could have been in here with us today. But uh, happy you got to call in in spirit and uh, obviously uh, echo everything you said uh, about the listeners and everything. But uh, for us, for me and Brandon and, and Andrew in here, uh, we couldn't do it without you, buddy. No, we, I appreciate that. But, yeah, and once again, just thank you to everybody. James and BLG have been killing it all morning. Continue to kill it in this final pick segment here. We'll talk to you guys soon. Awesome. Thank Take you, care, Johnny. John. There he is. Uh, John Barchard, our, our fearless leader, and uh, we, we appreciate him chiming in there for a minute and, and echo everything he said. You know, we, we, we'll get into it at the end, but uh, it's just been really, really awesome to have uh, the opportunity to do this, to speak to all you guys and, and have our fans who, you know, uh, you know, interact and then are involved in Bleeding Green Nation, and it really makes it feel like a family. And it's uh, it's just been really, really awesome. So, uh, speaking of family, someone who's been with us all year, part of the BGN family, uh, joining us for the last Ring the Bell Pick segment, Mr. Kyle Scott of Crossing Broad. Kyle, how are you, man? What's going on? What is going Where's on, John? brother? John is out this evening, uh, this after, this morning. Jeez, Louise. John, uh, John had some family stuff he had to take uh, care of, so uh, I called into. Uh, Give us his pick and give us a few thoughts real quick when he had an opportunity. But you're stuck with me in BLG. I know it's disappointing, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys digesting this this Nick Foles news? Uh, not uh, uh, quote, unquote, for Brandon, this is my nightmare. Quote, unquote. That's literally we, what he said. So not do we well. know if it's real yet? We're, no. we're pretty sure that it's not, but we don't we don't know for yeah. sure one way or the other. It's weird. My thought is... is Especially with the franchise part, if the Eagles had had put that out there, or whatever, I feel like all of the beats would be on that. No, you would think. You would think, and there's been nothing. There's not even been an acknowledgement. No article. Of, of, no yeah, tweet. Nothing. ESPN so. doesn't break news like that. I don't. At least I don't think. I don't think they just send out news alerts. I think there's usually a story or a tweet or something. Video. Yeah, I mean, it's looking like they got duped somewhere along the way, but uh, there's no clarification yet either. So it's, it's weird. Maybe it was evil Les Bowen. <laughs> Likely. <laughs> uh, but, Kyle, before we get into the picks in just a second here, uh, uh, what's going on over at the blog uh, this week? Anything uh, really hitting this week? Uh, no, but we got some Flyers news. The uh, couple of outdoor games coming up over the next few years with the uh, uh, between the Flyers and Penguins. So that was sort of our, our big post at the end of the week. It's been a slow uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, from a from my blogging standpoint, at least. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's kind of been uh, uh, for everybody, really going from the the hyper, you know, insane Chip Kelly era where there's always something going on and always a story and something crazy going on, always and and now after the the coaching search or, or sham of a search or whatever you want to call it, uh, we are we are definitely in a much more um, uh, quiet period, I would say, moving forward. So uh, so that's good, I suppose, in some ways, and, and probably bad in others. But, uh, Kyle, uh, we really do appreciate you uh, taking the time uh, all season long to come on and make these picks with us, and uh, it's really been it's been a, a pleasure. Uh, so speaking of which, and again, mention the Flyers. we got Flyers Capitals coming up in about 15 minutes or so on the Fanatic, but before then, it's time for the NFL picks. Hit me! It's time to ring the bell. 
and place some bets. Hey, I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. All righty, we are coming off a, uh, a Ring the Bell pick segment, which uh, was just me, Brandon, and John last week, because who cares about the Pro Bowl? I'll tell you who cares. This guy who nailed it with his Team Irvin pick, probably the best pick all season by anyone, I think. The line was clearly saying to go Team Rice, and I saw right through that. But uh, I can't pick real games right, but only the, uh, the ones that don't matter. All right, let's get into it. Before we get to the uh, the pick of the actual Super Bowl, uh, I want to fire a couple of uh, couple prop bets at you boys and see what see what you think here um we were talking about the cross sport props before i'm a big fan of those kyle i don't know if you are but uh how about this one demarcus cousins points and rebounds today against the celtics or cam newton rushing yards which way would you go on that one? Oh, oh, i you know i'm gonna go with cousins he, he is such a fantasy beast um i mean you're talking 60 it's usually 60 plus i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with cousins I think that's the safe pick. I'm going to go Cousins, too. Ring the bell! I actually like the rationale for it. I think you're right. But look, at all it will take is one long run from Cam. I mean, you figure uh, Cousins averaging a little over 11 boards a game. And, and obviously, he's averaging in the 20-ish points range or 24, 25. I mean, you know, he could put on 56 and then 10 boards and then, and then I'm screwed. But all I need is like a 25-yard run from Cam and a little bit more. I'm going to take Cam. With the rushing yards. All right, here about another uh, another prop here. How about we go with this one? Uh, we already talked about the field goals and, and some of the on-the-field stuff. How about this off-the-field one? And I'm shocked that the odds are so high, but will Left Shark make an appearance on stage during the Super Bowl halftime show? 15 to 1 says yes. Kyle, where are you, where are you at on this one? Nah, no shot. I, I can't imagine that they go back to the well on this. It, spontaneity of Left Shark last year was brilliant. You bring him back and you will. Ready for this? Jump the shark. Oh, no! <laughs> Brandon? I'm going to ring the bell and say yes! the shark is back. They are they are definitely going to do this. It was it was too popular like last year just to not acknowledge it all. I feel like he has to be back. I totally agree. I think they're going to bring him out at some point for like a minute, and he's going to do his weird shark dance, and, and that'll be it. All right, let's and go. And we're all going to hate him because they milked it. That's true because, exactly. it, it, as you said, jumped the shark. All right, here we go. Last one. Uh, uh, that I think this, this segment might have just jumped the shark there. Uh, last one, and I feel like this has to be the biggest no-brainer on the board, and yet somehow you're getting okay odds here. Will Mike Carey be wrong about a challenge? Yes is actually plus 110. No is the favorite. Uh, Kyle, where are you going on this one? I don't like him at all. Pressure's on. I imagine he's got. He's going to have a team of people in his ear making sure he's uh, not a not an idiot on the air. I'm going to go with uh, no. Oh, big, ring big the bell. The, ring it. Ring it again. Ring it 10,000 times. Mike Carey is never right, ever. It's unbelievable. He's he's wrong more than Phil Simms, which I didn't think was possible. I, I, I don't see any way if Mike Carey gets an opportunity that he doesn't screw it up. What if there's not a challenge in the game, though? Well, then it's a, so then it's might... a push. Then we're not there. You okay, know? well, I'm going to go that he is wrong. Yes, he will be wrong. And and real quick, our, our producer, Andrew Salchunas, wants to throw us one more prop bet before we pick the game. Andrew, what you got? So here it is. It says, will Peyton Manning be seen crying at any point during the entire broadcast? Yes is plus 600. No is minus 1,200. Now, according to Pro Football Talk on Twitter, 
Peyton Manning became very emotional during Saturday night's team meeting. Uh-oh. So the team meeting getting emotional. Can Uh-oh. you imagine the Star Spangled Banner Uh-oh. just sitting there? A little flyover action. I love this one. I think this is the biggest log of the century. Kyle, which way are you going on it? Is that a side effect of the HGH? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, you're talking about a story that just died. Um, yeah, 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 mysteriously just disappeared. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with no. Oh it's my crazy. goodness! Yeah, I don't know. I think they lose. He walks off the field and he, and he loses it after the game. Wow! No tears. No tears. Oh my God! Ring the bell on both of you. Jeez, I'm ringing the bell right and left today. He's gonna cry. Are you kidding me? It's his last game ever. I don't care what anyone else says. This is it. This guy's had such an illustrious, great career. He's gonna cry. Get ready, all right? All right, so uh, now we're actually going to, uh, I don't know, pick a football game. There's a game today? <laughs> There's a game today. Andrew, what is the line at? The Panthers are actually favored by minus five and a half right now. Cam Newton is actually favored five and a half. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Chosen Newton will be favored someday in Super Bowl, uh, what, 75 or something. Kyle, which way are you heading? Yeah, line line tells me Panthers, heart, mind, they all tell me Panthers. I, I can't imagine. Their defense has just been so vicious uh, these last two games they've had two weeks to prepare for the broncos manning is the shell of him former self even his very best effort i don't think can top this uh, panthers by 10 for me i have to take the panthers you just look at this I- i've said it before and chad lewis i think even said it they're a team of destiny and i'm looking at this i don't think it's going to be the blowout i've said that multiple times now i'm looking at like 24 17 panthers win and they obviously cover as well. I think it could be a blowout. I don't know if it definitely will be, but I think there is is they are definitely covering this. Uh, I'm with you guys. It's I rang the bell a lot today. I'm not ringing it in the biggest spot here. I think this Panthers team is just they're just better. Like, you know, it's just one of those spots where they're just the better football team and their offense is so much better than what Peyton Manning can do. And, and that defense is really good, too. I, I'm with you guys. I think they win and I think they might win it relatively handily, 10 or more, like Kyle said. So, uh, Kyle, we, we really appreciate you doing this all year long. It's really been a fun segment and uh, we're just very grateful that you take the time each uh, Sunday to, to hop on with us. Yeah, no, thanks. Been a blast. Awesome. There he was, Kyle Scott from CrossingBroad.com. And again, thank you for joining us all season long. And oh, oh man, no. there it is. Hold on, hold on. I feel like I'm at the Oscars and I have to play, thank a few people before they, they play me off stage. Uh, first and foremost, I, I want to thank, again, John Barchard, uh, our captain, our leader. We really appreciate everything he's done. Uh, Chad Lewis, Raheem Brock, and Kyle Scott for today. And, and all the great guests we've had all season, Field Yates, and, and just a bunch of people who've come on. Um, uh, of course, uh, the man, dude, Andrew Salchunas. All se- I, I seriously, as a producer, I can't tell you what it means to come in here and have that guy behind the board and, and just know that that he's got you and that he's going to make it run. And, and he's just done such an awesome job. We're, we're really appreciative, Andrew. Uh, and of course, uh, but most important, all the listeners, all the BGN community, the family, the, the, the Bleeding Green Nation out there, we are... Uh, from the bottom of our hearts, we're just really grateful that you guys actually listen to us. I can't, I can't believe anybody and listens. And thank you, you know? James. So, oh, get out of here. Get out of here. But um, we really do appreciate it, all of you. And uh, it's just really been a fun football season. And we, uh, we hope we're back talking to you guys real soon. So uh, it's been BGN Radio on 97.5 The Fanatic. Flyers Caps coming up next. you got to open your heart. Gosh, it went great. Thank you, 97.5.